Dewbacks, Sand People, and a Moss Eisley class reunion. This is Concord Dawn Episode 5, talking about The Mandalorian Episode 5, The Gunslinger. Alright, Devin, we're five episodes in, more we than sure halfway are. through. Before we get into it, um, I kind of want to clear the air. Oh no. Um, oh no. I guess I'm not too big to admit when I was wrong, because I know before we got onto the recording, things got pretty heated between the both of us. Just creative differences. It's bound to happen. Always does. Um, I, I really wanted this to be a clip show, just going over all the all the great moments of the previous episodes we had, and you were like, let's keep this talking about the Mandalorian. Let's keep it current. So, you know, credit where credit's due. You were right. I was wrong. Let's well, let's continue on, bud. I'm glad you're big enough to admit that, I guess. I just, I hope we can, uh, I hope we can build what we once had is what I'm talking about. Well, we'll see about that. We'll one. see. In the meantime, let's talk about episode five of the Mandalorian. Man's the Lorian. That's right. Um, what'd you think, Steve? <laughs> So okay, all right. So I thought it was it was when I, when we, we we've watched it what twice now. I think. Well, I guess I've seen it three times. I watched it. We we watched it not long before sure. recording this episode. Right. As we you know we 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 rewatch it and then we'll kind of go over stuff. Sure. I guess so. When I first saw it, I thought this is a great episode. There, you know, how the hell do they keep knocking this out of the park? Each episode's better than the last, but. Uh, over time, it's, it hasn't soured on me. It's still, I think, a fine episode. But right. there's definitely... The errors definitely rear their ugly head more and more. Uh, I can yeah. I can agree with that. Uh, this episode's written and directed by Dave Filoni. Correct. You uh, are, you're a Filoni head, I hear. I know you're a Filoni head. I... Diehard Filoni boy. <laughs> I respect Filoni a lot. I think he does a good job at making Star Wars feel like Star Wars in Rebels and Clone Wars. But he's not without fault, in my eyes, at least. Uh, you know, because Clone Wars and Rebels, I think they both kind of needed time to find their footing. And once they did, it's great. I, I did hear both of those shows get better as they yes. go on. I, I think I've said okay. that a few times Are on this show. Right, <laughs> you probably right, heard right. it from me. Uh, probably. Um, <laughs> I agree, though. I, this wasn't my favorite episode. I did like it. Uh, there was just there was some odd things they included that I think they probably could have done a better job at. And I mean, who knows, you know, we're not in their shoes and it's easier said than done, but we'll get into it. And there's stuff, you know, just things that we didn't love in this episode. But once again, I think even a quote unquote, not great episode of the Mandalorian is still a pretty good episode. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I say that, you know, I think it's a fine episode when, when I say the writing is not great, I guess it's kind of like a big crux, right? I mean, that's one of the pillars of filmmaking and TV making, but, uh, I, it's hard to explain it because like for me as someone who isn't like a super expert on star wars a lot of what i figured was a lot of the faults on this was like you could attribute it to star wars you know like right just like how the, the wipes you know for transitions you think to my i think that's cheesy as hell but i know that that's also you know diehard star, right. uh, star and it, wars it makes it feel like you're watching star wars exactly so i i know that star wars which you know it's I mean, it's a movie series primarily for a younger audience, technically, even though right. obviously all audiences have embraced it. So a lot of these, this writing, which is really, you know, uh, cheesy, I thought, well, you know, that's the Star Wars way. But, well, I mean, as we've seen even in older episodes of this show, where the writing can be a lot better. Right. Um, 
So just to kind of bring us in, we open up yeah. uh, the Mandalorians being hunted by another bounty hunter. Which is a good... That is a cool is, opening, yeah. This is probably like little, my favorite part of the whole episode, honestly. You get like a little dogfight in space, and you know you get to see that he's a competent pilot and a competent starfighter. While babysitting at the same time. <laughs> While babysitting. Um, and then I just I didn't like the part where the other bounty hunter's like, I can bring you in warm, I can bring you in cold. And then the Mandalorian ends up getting the upper hand on him. He's like, that's my line. And then, you know, it just... It's, it's funny because, okay. of course, I, I'm sure a lot of people who watched the episode probably thought, as soon as he says, he can bring you in warm, I can bring you in cold, he thought, well, that's his line. Right, and is that, that just for, like... And then he says it afterward. He's like, that's my line. You're like, oh, okay, well, he that, knows it. Is that like something that they do in the Bounty Hunters Guild? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. is that like is that like if someone says, like, hey, cool beans, it's like, that's my line. Is that just like some common line throughout bounty hunting that everybody claims to own like is that the bounty hunter's way of saying this is the way kind of thing yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know but it just it, it's it does seem very it's it's fine though it's fine. It's, it's you fine. know it's, it's it's dumb but fine i kind of i didn't full-on cringe but i was just kind of like okay like <laughs> great cool um so cool. anyway he he the mandalorian blasts that dude to smithereens you see him screaming at the top of his lungs Which, as he as he turns to dust right right yeah but, um like, is that a thing in Star Wars a lot? I feel like in Star Wars, it, they, there's always a shot of them, like, screaming. As it's, yeah, kind of. I mean, I, mean, I, can think of it I don't from, know like, if that's, like, primarily a Star Wars thing. No, but I know that I've seen that often in Star Wars I've properties. All, one of my biggest fantasies in life is to be cast in a Star Wars movie where I play some kind of pilot, and I just, like, my line is just like, there's too many of them, I can't shake them, and then I just explode. That's, like, all I want. <laughs> just, like... I can I can give up There's twelve hours of my day to go shoot that. Sure, just sit in a cockpit in front of a camera, and that's what I want in my life. Do those people ever get like like funerals? I mean, because in the movies, when 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 like you know a good pilot is shot down, they die, and then yeah, they're just um, moved on from that. Is there like a I think ceremony? like in uh, I think in like the books they kind of touch on that. Okay, and then there's like artwork where it's like holograms of the pilots who died during that battle. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Huh. But back to where we, back to where we are in the Mandalorian. Yeah. I did like this part. This was a very exciting moment where he's contacted by the tower in the planet below. And we find out it's Moss Eisley tattooing the planet. Um, obviously if you've watched any star Wars, well, I guess only a couple star Wars, but if you've seen the whole series, the whole saga tattooing, we see it in The Phantom Menace. We see it in Attack of the Clones. We first see it in A New Hope. That's where Luke lives. That's where Anakin's from. I probably don't need to ex- explain what Tatooine is to those who are watching. I'm sure people like Star Wars. But anyway, it's cool because it's Tatooine. It's a familiar planet. And that's what I thought they were going to beforehand. Remember in earlier episodes? Yeah. Um, Avela the, Seven. That's what I thought Tatooine was, but I'll, this is. I'll, I'll say it though. I mean, this there's a lot of fan service in this episode, and that included. There's, I ju- I just think ever since Star Wars, quote unquote, came back when Disney bought Star Wars, mm-hmm. a lot of it's, you know, they had to pepper in the fan service. Yeah. But it was cool to see Tatooine. However, I was a little disappointed with how they handled Tatooine, just because like the whole city itself of Mos Eisley kind of felt dead. Whereas oh, in, same thing. you know, like the other cities we've seen in the show so far have felt alive and people are going about their day. And well, I think even like in Rogue One, they do a pretty good job of showing right. like a living, breathing world of the, you know, on the I mean, even I'm just saying even in the show itself, in earlier episodes, sure. you 
see people kind of walking around, but Moss Eisley just kind of felt dead. And I was interested to see what Moss Eisley would be like after Jabba the Hutt's death. I mean, yeah, you can compare it to like the the, the tavern in the last episode, right? I mean, right. Or just uh, the point. Well, I guess because we figure out that it's called Navarro, that planet. I don't know if it's the planet or like a city, but it's called Navarro. That's where the Bounty Hunters Guild meets. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure if you looked it up online, it's probably old news at this point, but that's the first time that we've actually heard it called Navarro on screen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so at and, this point, so Mando, Mando lands in the hangar. Peli, Peli Motto. Mo, yeah, I don't know if it's Moto or Motto. Peli uh, but yeah. Played by Amy Sedaris, who is the first of many, not many, but the first of an, uh, more than one character who gives a very poor performance in this episode. <laughs> I, That's my opinion, though. I thought she had some okay moments, but... She tries. Yeah, it, it was okay. I like the three pit droids she has. Yes, we see those in The Phantom Menace. Um, so they are a prequels. Yeah, but creature. it's, you know, once again, it's a cool little callback. And obviously it's like established that there's pit droids on Tatooine. They help out with uh, the pod racing and they're like little mechanical droids, basically. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's like a pit crew. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, right? Yes, pit droids and the pit crew. Sure, that makes sense. Go figure. So he lands and then he's kind of, so he has to go and uh, find work to pay for these repairs. Right, because his ship enough. was damaged. Yeah within that little tussle he had with that other bounty hunter. He can't exactly afford to pay for it all. Poor guy can't catch a break, man. Seriously. Now, he... Now, you... Well, okay. So, I'm, I'm answering my own question in my head. Because I was going to ask, I mean, how can he not afford that if he had all that bling-bling from that last job? But he didn't he kind of make it... Get, get His armor is pretty much... Yeah, no. Mando be shopping. He's not uh, <laughs> He's not saving any of it. He's, there's no savings account for him. He, he has just, no he economical sense. He spends every, sense. Money, every right. dime he gets... It's gonna really come back to haunt him. Sometime. He really is a maybe in like the under the mattress of his right. bed on, on the Razor Crest. Maybe there's maybe there's yeah. some of that sweet cheddar. So he has to go for repairs. He leaves the child uh, on the on the ship on the Razor Crest while he does that. Ill advised. Not really sure why he does that, but well, it is, he's sleeping. So I mean, I guess it, you know. I mean, he was tracked down earlier on like a planet that you know in the episode previously he was tracked down on like a pretty remote planet. I think. I mean, Tatooine is in the Outer Rim, but, I mean, I feel like Tatooine's a pretty big spot for criminals and bounty hunters and such. So he would leave him... So, of, yeah, like, let's just leave him, him on, on his own with uh, yeah. with some... Peli Moto. Yeah, with her. With I mean, I don't know how well she's going to protect it, but maybe we'll find out, Steve. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I guess I just didn't care for that much. But, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. So he leaves the, the child... Well, he goes to Maz Eisley. While that while that's happening, and we'll get to that, uh, the child does not escape, but he lowers the ramp and kind of waddles down. Yeah, he uh, he makes his appearance known. <laughs> makes his appearance. You know, because she that's good. That's good. She she was she was like, you know, whoever's on there, come out with your hands up. You know, don't I'm gonna blast you to smithereens if you come in. One thing that's funny about that scene, and I just I don't know why it tickled me so much because he comes down and we're like, okay, he's not a threat. He's he a makes little baby. No, like a, like, <laughs> looks so, like he's at some dinner party. Right. Well, he kind of you know in a way um, shaking hands. So you know, obviously she lets her guard down and she's yeah. charmed by the child like we all have been, and she like tells the pit joy go get him some food, and she's like, I don't know something with bones, and I'm like. Why is everybody just assuming this thing eats bones? Because like in the last <laughs> the episode, it's like thing. bring him bone broth, and this one, it's like get him some bones, and like I, Do they I don't see some the child and go that thing's gonna chomp down on some bones. That like even consumes. Yoda himself, and not like yeah, that boy, you know, he's got them tough jaws. <laughs> 
That is a good question. What are they all? I would be like, bones? get him some worms. Yeah. Like, what what would you feed the child? Yiddle. What would you feed him? I mean, if I give him broth, I have it with nothing in it. I mean, are these vegetables of some sort, right? Whatever the uh, the tattooing equivalent of mush nanners is, I'd probably. Ooh, that sounds good. Although I, I don't know if they would make. I don't know if the spoon would make it into his mouth if you were trying to feed him, Steve. Well, he would probably bend it like telekinesis. That's I, true. I do like the idea of a nice tattooing mushed banana. That's right. Mushed nanners of tattooing. Anyway, so where's, where's the Mando going at this point, Steve? Going to Maz Eisley. I mean, obviously he's going to. This is a Star Wars property, and they need to, they need to have that fan service. So he's not going to look at Maz Eisley and be like, mm, next time, next time. Right. I'm not going to go check out that cantina. For sure. I've already been there. Right. The audience has already been on that adventure. So, yeah, he walks in. Still Sutton, though. I mean, he's... Yeah, uh, they def- did so... Despite the fact that he was attacked, he's still blinging. He's blinging, but he's a... You know, if you're if you're a sucker for details, that's the Moss Eisley Cantina that we see in A New Hope. That's what kind of starts the whole thing with Luke and Obi Wan meeting Han and Chewie to find passage on the Millennium Falcon. But they do a pretty good job at recreating the whole thing. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and if I remember from probably what you told me, it, you know, droids used to be not allowed in there. Right, and now it's, it's their droids are running the place. I don't know what happened to the old man that was running it beforehand. I'm assuming he. Died. I assume he's got that sweet, sweet retirement. Got That's that true. sweet pension. Got that nice Tatooine Mos Eisley pension. That's right. I'm sure. I I liked all the little creatures they had. They had that like cool bug man he looked, sitting there, he and they had like, like that a... like, toad guy. I I was impressed. I thought that could have been a little more alive, but who knows what happened after the fall of the huts. And uh, they had plenty of good uh, Kronbergian creatures right. in there. So, like that. you know, another little bit of fan service because he's called over, you know, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, Mando goes in there looking for work. The little, the droid behind the bar kind of tells him that the guild doesn't really operate in Mos Eisley anymore after what happened with the huts. Um, and then he's called over by Toro Calican, who's uh, played by Jake Cannaval, son of Bobby Cannaval actor famous actor yeah well great yeah. actor he's, he's a famous great actor his son is not right um but that's the same booth that you know han shoots greedo in in a new hope and he's sitting in the same spot that han no does in. he shoot first though i'm just kidding we don't need to get into that we whole don't thing. Get into that. so what were your thoughts here steve because he's got to he's got to get that bounty man yeah i mean it's okay i just because obviously, what is, what is his name? Sorry, Toro. Toro Calican, yeah. I'm going to call him Toro. So Toro, he, uh, I mean, is obviously a young guy. And he kind of does that like, puffing the feathers role. Like, hey, sure. I've done this a million times. Despite the fact that he, right after, says, well, hold on. Back. This is my first job. I need, he basically wants to use, um, he wants to use the Mandalorian Mando as his way. Take it, right. take it into the guild. We find out that he, there's a bounty, uh, Fennec Shand, who is probably way above that dude's pay grade. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Mando himself is like, she's too big of an assassin. She's going to kill both of us. I'm not doing this. And basically he's just, Toro needs this bounty so he can get into the bounty hunters guild. I mean, can't plain and simple. Can he doesn't him? even care about the money, Steve. <laughs> he says that many times. I know. Yeah. He makes that very obvious. Although, come on, I, everything I do is for the money in real life. So basically Mando realizes that's a way off of tattooing or way to repair his ship. He says, Meet me with two bikes, and uh, we'll get this thing popping off. Exact words, actually. We'll pop off. Yeah. Speaking of exact words, you have swoop bikes in the, in the yes. notes here. Are they actually called that? Yep, they're okay. called swoop bikes. Well, I did not expect so, that. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, Toro meets Mando outside of his hangar with the two swoop bikes. 
pretty important to note that he sees the child. And I, I kind of figured that might be an issue later on just because I don't remember that at all. Well, cause you know, he, it's, it's a very brief moment, but he kind of comes out and then, uh, what's her face? <laughs> Pelly, Pelly, Pelly. She's yeah. holding the child. And then you kind of just see him look at the child, and then they're off on their merry oh, way. Oh, yeah, okay, that's right. Where he, where he goes in, sees that he's been vanished, and he comes out, ah, what are you doing? Right. Right, okay, yeah. And Makes so sense. now they're on. They're cruising along the Dune Sea, where another the thing Dune happens sea. that I just I thought could have been handled a little better. Uh, do, would you e- like me to take the reins on this, Steve? The effects? Not, not necessarily even the effects. It's, okay. Pop so off, buddy, go they're, off. <laughs> they're cruising through the Dune Sea. They're looking great. They're having a great time. I, sure. That looks like fun, honestly. Oh, I think awesome. you and I had, have a great time doing that. Hell yeah. Um, we were born too late. That's, that's too right. Early. I mean, we were born too early. Born too far away. <laughs> that's uh, true, too. So they stop, and they notice Tusken Raiders up ahead. Oh, of course. And I was thinking, okay, Tusken Raiders, that's going to be pretty interesting because, obviously, they're, they're the big bad wolf of Tatooine. You know, you don't want to mess with them. They will F you up, Steve. My and God, to use the F word. So, you know, he Toro brings out his binoculars. He's like, there they are, the Tusken Raiders. What are we going to do? And then the Mando's like, why don't you ask them yourselves? Camera, like, pans over, and it's just, like, two of them standing there. And then, like, once the camera gets on them, they start doing their little, like, their Tusken Raider roar. Yeah. And I just, I thought that was weird. So it's like, had they been standing there the whole time? Because I don't think... Why had they been silent this entire time right off camera? Like, Tusken Raiders haven't really been... <laughs> cool-headed in the past from what we've seen in star wars they've kind of been a little more savage sure so i kind of would have liked to see them you know like maybe charging up maybe like running toward them with their spears up in the air but that's not how it went and so it's just cartoonish it's just a little cartoonish to me it kind of felt like a fan film or something because they're just kind of standing there (laughs) so it's it's silly it's cartoonish not a good way not a good way um but they're able to negotiate. Mando uses some sign language, which I didn't realize you could do with Tusken Raiders, and he's got to... That was my question right there. Because when I watched this for the first time, I thought, is that how they communicate? I don't remember that's how they yeah. communicate. So um, I, We haven't really seen that much civility between okay. like humans and Tusken Raiders in Star Wars. Beyond just like the I kind of, I mean, call. I, I respected that, because it's like, obviously the Mando knows how dangerous they can be and how you don't want to mess with them. And I was expecting, like, oh, obviously he's going to fight these dudes. He's going to blast them. But, no, he's, like, they're top dog he's, around he's here. They're too the dangerous to mess with. Times. So yeah. I'm going to use some sign language, and then we're going to give them something for safe passage. Yeah, he's just, like, the Mandalorian's much more um, knowledgeable of society, like, more than we are as an audience. Just kind of Correct. Like, you know. So they go on their merry way again until they come across a dewback lizard we've seen them in a new hope the sand troopers are riding them and we notice steve that there's a corpse being dragged now, i don't think that's a i don't think that's good news for them probably not um mando realizes that it's another bounty hunter as soon as he does takes a bolt right to the best car buddy and sweet bling he's got a he's got a retreat cuz guess who Fennec Shand is in the canyons. She's got him in her sights. Are they on equal ground, though? <laughs> That's, Let's yeah. dive into that real quick. So, one, just like, once again, high ground, ha ha ha, prequel memes. Um, 
Which is I, funny because I, of course, don't remember anything about the prequel. So I, I know that people complain about the use of the high ground. I don't have any context. Basically, it's it's at the end of Revenge, Revenge of the Sith okay. where Obi Wan is like on ground because they're they're having like their lightsaber battle, Anakin and Obi Wan, in like the on Mustafar in the lava, and so like Anakin's on a platform in the lava. Obi Wan is basically saying like, "Don't jump toward me. I've got the high ground." Okay. Anakin jumps. Obi Wan lops off his limbs and. A meme is born, <laughs> and a, a, apparently a, a very common saying in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, Mando suggests we gotta wait till night. She's got the high ground, ha ha ha. Which That's, is, I mean, that is kind of like funny how in like the army world, and yeah, if, if you're if a, if a sniper is in your midst, like yeah, the idea of having to wait until nightfall or waiting hours and hours at a time is like not uncommon. Which right, is a crazy, yeah, just like in the hurt locker when they have to like sit there and lay there until like it's dark out just to get that one shot which is correct i mean snipers are tough man it's crazy could have no scoped him like a real man but luckily steve mando hatches a plan after, he, after he takes a nap yeah he t- that's a weird part too because he takes a nap and then toro's kind of like stunting on him just like hey big bad old man what you what you gonna do about it and he's like pointing his blaster and mando's like you done <laughs> I, I did okay maybe I did that like is that pretty little. good that's pretty good because he thinks he's asleep because of right. course he's behind the freaking mask the entire time I so. guess I just I, good. I didn't really care for that character no, which I, I know I'm you're not. not supposed to like him because he's like a cocky a kid who's trying kid, to like yeah. get into something but I just I didn't like the actor no sorry and I, I like his dad though his dad's yeah. great his dad's <laughs> they, great they could have replaced him with his dad and that would have been a great great episode Damn it. so Mando suggests we're going to use these flares to kind of blind her scope and so they're riding toward her at night. She's firing off shots. They're using the flares and like she's dramatically like, ah! yeah, <laughs> like she's a flash bang dr- or something. Dramatically getting blinded by these <laughs> flares. Um, cool character design though. Yeah. And good helmet. You know he he biffs one of them. One of the flares doesn't quite make it up in the air, and she's able to shoot his bike, the Mandalorian's bike. Disables it. Oh yeah, he was and, flying. Uh, kind of cool. She's like right about to get him in the skull, and then Toro's right behind her, and he's like, "Not so fast." Well, hold on. you know what would suck though, like this episode, if the Mandalorian falls into this in the sand, he goes, Ugh, "I hate sand." Oh my god, <laughs> it's coarse and it Which, gets everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised too. It's he's like, a... "It's coarse and it gets everywhere." <laughs> god, I would hate that so much. So, uh, but yeah, Toro and Fennec have a little tussle. And Mando's able to show nice up in the nick of time, and he's like, "Drop your weapons," and yeah. able to cuff her. You know, he throws her the cuffs. He's like, "Cuff yourself," which I never really liked the idea of that. Even when like cop, I mean, I know cops don't really do that in real life, but I <laughs> this is far from the only time that's ever happened. And I feel like it's just that's risky. I don't know if your life's on the line, you really got to like make sure you cover all your bases. But mm, I, I did kind better than getting behind the person. I did kind of like their little back and forth, Amando and Fennec. When she's just like, oh, you're a Mandalorian. And then she's just like, crazy what happened on Navarro, which is, you know, obviously when he when he shot up the Bounty Guild. Another question. It seems like a lot of people have never seen Mandalorians before. I feel like every character he meets is like, oh, I've never seen a Mandalorian in person yeah, before. Yeah, I think, I think they're kind of like legend at this point where they're just like, Refusing. you know, Mandalorians are notorious for being cool warrior boys. Which is true. They really are. And girls, yeah, especially that. Another thing they're is cool. like... Everybody in the show just seems to call him Mando. Like I yeah, didn't, I, I didn't like just... how uh, how Toro's just like, "Hey, Mando," 
Do they call all Mandalorians Mando? Or just right, them? I I wish they would just say his goddamn name. Yeah, let's just let's bridge that gap and let's you know <laughs> let's call him something. Let's, let's name this off. boy, which I think I think Pedro Pascal did leak he did. it. He said I, his name. I don't remember it, but he said his name in an interview, and that's yeah. The only I way haven't we know his I name. haven't seen it yet. Cause I'm, you know, I don't really want to spoil it I, yet. No, I, I get that for sure. So um, I don't remember his name at all, which is because all these names are really hard for me to remember. That's just for me personal. Right. Fennec. So at this point, Steve, they're down one bike. Are they going to walk it? God, no. All that sand. They hate sand. He all says that it sand. It's apparently a pretty far drive to back to Moss Eisley. So Mando's got to go find the dewback, bring it back to them so they can have passage. Meanwhile, that's perfect, that's perfect opportunity for Fen to get into Toro's ear. And she's like, you know... That Mandalorian, his best scar is worth more than my bounty alone. And I don't know if you know this, but he's a wanted man himself. He's, he's super a, he's wanted. A baby he's worth. extremely wanted. Yeah. So he's never been more wanted. Toro, being the dummy he is, is like, hmm, yeah, pretty good idea. And she's like, I can help you bring him down. And then he shoots her, and he's like, you would have turned on me as soon as I got those cuffs off you. To be fair, I'm glad he did that, because he was... The character is, is un, that unlikable where I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, oh, yeah, let's, let's do it. <laughs> who was who was the actress that played? Do you do you know her name? I don't know. Because I know that everyone's kind of like complaining that she was kind of a wasted actress. I know people like that actress. I forget her name, so her up, excuse me. But everyone's saying that it was kind of a waste name. to make her a one-off character and get killed. Well, a lot of these characters are one-offs. Right, except for this dude, uh, Toro. I'm kind of glad that... Uh, we might not be seeing him, <laughs> which Spoilers. I don't know because we haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. So he kills Fennec. He's driving off to Mos Eisley to, you know, take care of himself to get what he's got to get. And Mando comes back on the dewback to find her dead. So he heads back to Mos Eisley, gets back to the hangar bay, and he sees Toro's speeder bike outside of the hangar. Steve, that's not good. No, absolutely not. Also, so, I, I know who she is now. Her name is Ming-Na Wen. Yes. And she's the main one of the main characters in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. Okay. That, I that think, explains is she, a lot. Is she like a trained fighter? She must be. Because I think that's what people were talking about, how you know they were excited to see her play some assassin, and then she just kind of got... Well, this is the same series that had, that put Yayan and Iko Uwais. Uh, That's true. That waste, completely wasted them. Two of the best fighters on the planet and in the movies, period. Who were in The Force Awakens. Yeah, and completely wasted. So. They were uh, they were in the Rathtar scene. Correct. Yeah, two t- very Boy, talented. Were they, are they choreographers or are they just... They both. They, choreo- they choreograph and they fight. They're incredible. Yeah. Um, so. We'll get into that maybe on a bonus episode. For if sure. If we ever do one. Maybe. Titled... Wasted Star Wars characters. That's right. Stay <laughs> so, tuned. It's a Patreon exclusive right there. So, uh, Mando draws his blaster. He's going inside. He knows something's not right. And, you know, he can't find anyone. And we see Toro come down with Peli and the child is in his arms. Steve. This can't edge be. Edge of my seat. This can't be. Our poor, our poor baby Gittle, our poor baby the child. Why can't he just have a normal life? Why can't anybody have normal names in this? Why can't anyone or, have a name? Or names, period. Or a normal life. <laughs> it's beyond me. Well. So, Mando's got to think quick. He's got to drop his blaster, though, because 
<laughs> the one, even though he has two blasters, usually he drops. Well, I assume the one. I assume his rifle is just like on the ship. Well, yeah, but because he didn't he bring have it two with blasters? him. Did he have two blasters in two episodes? But ago? basically, Taro's like, drop your weapon because he's got a gun drawn on her and the baby. Damn it! And it's just it's not good. So Mando does it, puts his hands behind his head, ready to get cuffed. He has Pelly go cuff him, and we see that the Mando's got another one of those uh, one of those flares in his hands. And this is was this your favorite part of the episode, Steve? Was this your favorite line that comes up? When, <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely, it when, was. When she whispers, like, "Oh, you're not as you're smarter than you look. You're not as dumb as you. Yeah, you're smarter than you look." Because she notices that he has a you know a, a trick up his sleeve. Which once again, like it's, that that could have just been. It's just show, not tell. That's all I'm saying. Right. Show, it, not tell. It's like we we saw that she saw that he had something, that he had a trick up his sleeve. And so Best she should have just, sleeve. you know, pretended to go along with it instead of being like, oh, not only do I see that you've got a trick up your sleeve, but I'm going to make it known to also, those who didn't quite catch that I know that he's got a trick up his sleeve. Also, just the fact that she whispers. It's like, how does this guy not hear that? Come right. On. Like, it's so obvious you can when hear that. When they're point blank range. So Mando is able to ignite the... Uh, the flare, the flashbang, it's a the flashbang, flash and Toro is temporarily blinded. Well, I guess he's blinded for the rest of his life <laughs> because he's quickly shot after that by the Mando. But he's still holding the child. Yeah, he's holding the child. That's like a that's a pretty big drop that he took off the little loading ramp of his of the Razor Crest. That's a risk, and like that could have that could have really messed up our boy there. But thankfully, we see that the child was able to get away from that, and he was like. Hanging out amongst the rubble, amongst the boxes. I do think he's stronger than. Yeah, he probably. Goes off. I do think that he's not as like helpless as he looks. All those bones he eats. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, Mando is able to find credits that's on Toro's body, gives them to Pelly, and he's on his merry way. But is that the end of the episode, Steve? Uh, well, no. So, no. Mando. Leaves Tatooine, ship's repaired, all Off good. Off the next adventure, the next right. episode. However, back on the Dune Sea, we cut to a mysterious figure who goes to see Fennec Shan's dead body. I assume it's maybe another bounty hunter who was after her as well. Um, it's very much like an end credit sequence. Right. It's not, an, it's not at the end of the credits, of course, but it's very much like an end credit sequence. Which I am glad that, because this was kind of like a filler episode... I mean, I I was happy to see, like, the Mando taking a bounty and, you know, being a bounty hunter again and, you know, doing more outsmarting of people and, you know, using his gadgets and his tricks. But obviously this sets up something bigger that's about to happen. You know, like, maybe someone's going to come after the Mandalorian. Which is kind of bittersweet because we got three episodes left. Right. And I really want, I'm interested in kind of the whole idea of... Correct. Now, a lot of fan <laughs> theories is that this might be Boba Fett because we hear... Like the jingling of his, uh, of his boots. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Something yeah, like of his spurs, and that's kind of that's the same sound effect that we hear when he walks in Empire Strikes Back. So that I mean, I wouldn't entirely hate that. I know it's like super fan servicey, but obviously, like Boba Fett didn't really get his due in the movies because he kind of gets taken out in an embarrassing way. And well, and the fact that he's isn't he of the same race as isn't he I mean, a he's, Mandalorian technically? I sort guess of? I I've read on I don't I haven't delved into this, but I guess he's like not a true Mandalorian for some reason. I'll have to Wikipedia it, but I keep reading imposter. that, which is like it's funny that like 
the most recognizable character as a Mandalorian. It's like, well, actually, he's not technically a Mandalorian. <laughs> right. So it's like, like, okay, fine. He's so, the only Mandalorian I knew before this one. So maybe maybe I'll explain that in the next episode if he even shows up. However, it would be cool to see these two spar off because Mandalorian, I mean, yeah, Boba Fett is supposed to be, you know, a legendary bounty hunter, you know, capable of taking like out anyone. And hunter, yeah. Mando's supposed to be a big deal too. So if it is him, it could be cool. However, it could also be Giancarlo Esposito's character. Who's got to show up at some point. I mean, it's just and there's also left, man. There's Bill Burr's character who we haven't seen yet either. Oh, yeah. So it could be anybody at this point. could be Luke Skywalker. A Probably the, not. A lot of the marketing was like in the first episode and like yes. the last couple episodes. Interesting. So I guess we're just going to have to see. I mean, this episode was 35 minutes, so we're getting, right. low, we're getting back into the low ones, so I'm like, wait. <laughs> can, we just, can we get a 45-minute episode? That's all we ask. We haven't even gotten, yeah, no episode has been more than like 41 minutes. I hope that they can give us an hour for the last one. Can you imagine what that would be if like episode 8 is like 28 minutes? 20, 21 minutes. It's an <laughs> episode of Friends, basically. <laughs> I just can't even imagine, like... And is, is season two going to be like this short? I mean, I don't know. We're getting I ahead hope of not. Like, I mean, I, obviously this show is very expensive to produce. Right. But it's also, I, but I Game of Thrones is expensive to produce and those are all an hour. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully it's now that like Disney, they should, should be now that this, this show, I'm sorry. I feel like we're talking over each other a lot. Now that this show is like established and it's really popular and is doing very well. Hopefully for the next season, they can give us longer episodes what, and, what are they uh, going to do about a about the meme that, next season? They're not going to have man. the child. Assume, it might be my assumption, but I'm pr- I'm predicting it now. Chewbacca baby. I think Chewie's going to be back. Maybe a baby Chewie. <laughs> Get a baby so Wookie. Maybe just a Wookie. Maybe isn't a baby? Isn't a baby Ewok? <laughs> a Wookie just an Ewok? No. How many times has that joke been made? Before? I'm sure it's many I, times. Yeah, I'm sure it's been made quite a bit. All right. Well, let's just wrap this up then. Let's Overall, wrap it up, buddy. decent episode, but not the probably the weakest. I would think. Um, I thought episode two was the weakest, but I think this is probably the weakest now. Are we uh, Are we going to go eat some bones now? We're going to go eat a lot of bones. We can't take you all with us, unfortunately, but next time. All right, buddy. Well, as always, it was great talking Star Wars with you. Great talking The Mandalorian. Love s- no one else would rather do it with. Love staring in your eyes. Love it. We'll Love talk you to all. you guys next week. See you next time. I'm so hungry.